The Origin, Mission, and Destiny of Civil Government and the Christian's Relation to It by David Lipscomb Chapter 2 The New Testament Church and Civil Government In the former chapter we showed that civil or human government originated among the rebellious portion of the human family, that it was recognized as the effort to live without God and His government, that a conflict was kept up through the entire period of the Old Testament dispensation, that the special commission of the children of Israel was to destroy these governments in the land of Canaan and to establish in their stead the government of God, that in the destruction of these governments all who clung to and upheld them were to be destroyed. There was an irrepressible and perpetual conflict between the divine and the human. A war of extermination was declared by God against the governments of the earth. God ordained the human institutions to punish the rebellion of man. So long as man rebels, these institutions must continue. They are ordinances of God to punish this rebellion. As man's rebellion ceases, these institutions that arise out of the rebellion must perish. The subjects of the divine government could not participate in the human, could not form affiliation or alliance with the subjects of the human, nor inject or dovetail the human into the divine. They were necessarily and essentially antagonistic, and fealty to both could not be maintained by the same person. We show that in Daniel 2.42, prophecy projected that conflict into the illimitable future and extended it to all the kingdoms of earth that the God of heaven shall set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed. It shall be broken in pieces and consume all these human kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. These kingdoms shall be destroyed and consumed unto the end, or to a complete and everlasting destruction. This idea of the essential antagonism and irrepressible conflict between these kingdoms was impressed by God through the patriarchal and Jewish dispensations indelibly upon the minds and lives of His people. Not only was it impressed upon the Jews, but it was accepted as true by the rulers and subjects of the human governments. The prophecies of the Old Testament caused the Jews to look forward to the coming of a divine deliverer to rescue them from the rule of the human power under which they were living and to re-establish the rule of God on earth. The rulers of the human government had accepted the truth of this coming of one sent from God and instinctively felt the result of his rule would be the overthrow of their authority and rule, hence their effort to destroy him at his birth. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men came from Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east, and are come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard it, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Then Herod the king privily called the wise men, and learned of them carefully what time the star appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem, and said, Go, and search out carefully concerning the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word, that I also may come and worship him. They came into the house, and saw the young child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country by another way. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I tell thee. 
for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceedingly wroth, and sent forth and slew all the male children that were in Bethlehem and in all the borders thereof from two years old and under, according to the time he had carefully learned of the wise men. Matthew 2, verses 1 through 16. Christ thus was recognized from before his birth as coming as the enemy of and to make war upon the human government, and the rulers sought from his birth to kill him. Christ came as the anointed of God to establish and build a kingdom that should break in pieces and consume all kingdoms of earth, and that should fill the whole earth and stand forever. As in the beginning of the typical institution of Judaism, God sought favorable conditions for launching His kingdom free from temptation to entangling alliances and affiliations with human governments, so He now chooses a period when the human government adopted into Judaism was destroyed and the nation with it. Hosea 13, verse 9 The Jews themselves were an oppressive bondage to the Roman government. At this juncture the gospel of the kingdom of God as preached, Repent ye, for the kingdom of God is at hand, could only have been understood as referring to that kingdom which the God of heaven should set up, whose mission was to destroy all other kingdoms and to fill the whole earth. To him who thus claimed to be of God, the Jews in their oppression gladly gave heed as to one by whom they expected deliverance from Roman bondage. Jesus was acknowledged by God as my Son, the Beloved, in whom I am well pleased. He soon meets the devil, who has seduced man, the ruler, and with him the world from its loyalty to God, and who held it in bondage to himself as the ruler of the world. The significant point of the advent of the Son of God into the world is that Christ and the devil met here in person to lead in the conflict for the mastery of the world. Christ came to rescue the world from the dominion and rule of the evil one into which it had fallen, and to bring it back to its primitive and pristine allegiance to God his Father. This was his mission to earth. Having received from his Father his commission, he entered upon his work. The devil met him in person as the leader of the hosts. A test of power between the personal leaders is first made. The earth is the battlefield, and on the result of this conflict depends the eternal future of the world. The devil was in possession of the world. It had been transferred to him by man to whom God had committed the rule, under himself, of the world. Christ came to rescue it from his dominion, to bring it back under the authority of God, and to restore it to its normal position in the universe under the rule of God, and to bring it into harmony with the laws governing the universe. Jesus could accomplish this work only through a life of self-denial, of persecution and sorrow, ending in the shameful death of the cross. Then when the work should be completed, he must surrender the redeemed and regenerated kingdom up to the Father, and himself be subject to the Father, or he must be second in position in the rule of the kingdom he has rescued. The fierceness of the conflict, the cost to himself, the suffering and anguish of the cross, the anticipation of which made great drops of bloody sweat ooze from his brow and fall down to the earth, he had fully foreseen and appreciated. He was as a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. 
who was verily foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in these last days for you who by him do believe in God. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 20. These sufferings and sorrows, the death of cruelty and shame, had been fully laid open to him. His sensitive nature felt the shame and suffering and the degradation of the grave more keenly than any human being could feel it, and he recoiled from it with a keener sense of anguish than human hearts dulled and blunted by sin and fleshly lust and passion could ever feel. And in deepest humiliation and agony cried, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. With a realization of all this strife, sorrow, and suffering, ending in the degradation of the grave, pressing upon his soul, in the beginning of his ministry he was led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. The devil, realizing the conflict before him, determined to seduce Jesus from his loyalty to God and to induce him to enter his service. When Christ was hungered, depressed with bodily weakness and the afflictions before him, overwhelmed with the Herculean task he had undertaken, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Jesus saith unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil left him, and angels came and ministered to him. Luke records in chapter 4 and verse 5, The devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, and said unto him, All this power I will give unto thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If therefore thou wilt worship me, all shall be thine. It is needful to observe, one, the devil claims the kingdoms of the earth as his. They had been delivered into his hands, and to whomsoever he willed he could give them. 